Welcome to the Creative Jam, the part of the Creative Black where we kiki, create freely, and share our inspirations and yours. I'm Treasure B, and I'll be your host this evening. Let's get into it. That was so sexy. Welcome to the Creative Block, the dopest spot for exploring all things tech, brands, and culture. We're a group of emerging creatives that come together after hours to pick each other's brains about any topic. And whether it's educational, thought-provoking, or just plain weird, it's always a vibe with us. So if you're at our block party, you've probably found yourself daydreaming about how the world could be and how the whole squad can win. Follow us on IG at the Creative Block Podcast and hit subscribe to come kick it with us every other Thursday on the Creative Block. I know I said, let's get into it, but y'all, wait, hold up. If you have not listened to last week's episode, Amazon Lee and Love, then y'all probably should do that before we get into our creative jam. If you have listened to it, then you know that we've been looking into brand relationships and how they're extremely similar to the relationships that we have with other human beings. So like we've come across a bunch of different brand typologies and relationship typologies but it was Susan Fournier's relationship theory and consumer research where she kind of just broke down brand relationships in terms of intimate relationships, kind of relating them to love affair-esque style relationships. And I felt like that really resonated with me because that's something that we were doing anyway. We kind of discussed it in the terms of like sneaky links and friends with benefits and how our relationships with Amazon have come to fruition over time and how we interact with the brands. I like that. Also, can I say, I do like this still as a direction for our show, really digging into the intimacy between brands, because we always talk about how it's so complex and that it's like a person. It's very fun to explore and actually see how true that is the more and more you dig into it and assign qualities to companies. All right. Yeah, SP, I agree with what you were just saying. I like this angle of relating brands to relationships and just getting a little bit more intimate with how consumers brands Mm -hmm. come together and you're right it's something that we always sort of somehow the road always leads back to this no matter where we try to take a topic we're like but the relationship and the Mm -hmm. love so i'm glad that we spent this week looking at this brand amazon as i've been able to unpack my understanding of this brand Yes, yes, yes. So over the past week, we tasked ourselves and y'all with journaling each and every touch point that we've had with Amazon and that we've had with not only the brand, but even its advocates, people on TikTok, people on Twitter, Instagram, and how they just show up every day in our everyday lives. Sorry. So today we're going to break down how we've interacted with the brand and Honestly, how it has interacted with us. Because mm-hmm. y'all know sometimes those interactions be unsolicited. <laughs> so, Jerry, Ooh, sometimes they just pop up back into your life all of a sudden. And that's thing you know, you married. You married. You married. So, Jerry did their homework, though. Oh, I did. Did you? I did. Did you? As, P- as Patricia. Did you do your homework? Did your dog eat it? No, <laughs> I did my homework, but I just have to say, Treasure got out easy. <laughs> uh-uh, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. Easy. Easy. 
I have done nothing of the sorts. But Jeremy, <laughs> how was your week with Amazon? You know, my week with Amazon was cool or whatever. I actually had a, a lot of interactions with them um, per usual. And most of those were not because I would say myself. So there was some where I was seeing Amazon out on the roads. Others, I would see boxes in like the little package area of my apartment complex, you know. But the main sort of like the main sort of touch point that I kept on seeing or kept on finding myself drawn back to is that damn app. I can't. There's just so many uses of it. I find myself making lists. I find myself doing cost comparisons. For real? I find myself just on it to be on it. <laughs> Not like it was an Instagram. Not on it to be on it. Do you? I was scrolling like it was TikTok, girl. Okay, do you use the app too? I do. I do use the app. Um, hmm. Wonderful place. I always do it online. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> you are. Always do it online. That's interesting. That's because yeah. every time I was doing it online, they would just prompt me to download the app. So I'm like, I'm always going yeah. to download the app anyway. You know, I have to say, I usually use the computer to buy on Amazon. Oh, mm. I gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's, SP, that's interesting that you always use the computer to shop on Amazon because I feel like it's just so convenient, but I feel like that's a safe way to do it. Because like I, you, from off of your fingertips, you won't just buy stuff i have the kindle app the alexa app and the prime video app though not you got all, not you got yeah all, it was kind of weird i, mean, I think i might have used to have it but maybe i delete i don't really i didn't feel like i shopped at amazon that much so if you want to just talk about touch points you just named damn near four different words. yeah and i didn't even think know. about i don't use them i just have them i don't think no one uses prime video but they, got some they, good they, they put it, they pulled themselves together. Pickles, anyway, pickles. To ask to answer your question, my, my my week was good. It was pretty normal. Doing the homework, I really realized that a lot of my use cases from Amazon is for comparison purposes or remembering things I need to purchase at a later date. So I'll alternate between Target and Amazon to do my grocery shopping and just sort of like compare prices or you know compare convenience when something's coming. Um, if I need it in a dire way, but definitely that list making feature, I be planning out whole homes, whole rooms. I'm like, here's my knife set. Here's this, here's that, here's that. So as we have alluded before, I think my relationship is a little bit toxic with, <laughs> with this brand. I'd say, but that's interesting. It just takes me back to that point. You cannot predict how somebody will use your product at all because you're using it as a, a list maker. And now, how how was y'all's time spending um, perusing um, the the touch points? SP, it got to an eerie point because I was just so hyper aware of it that I just felt like it was everywhere. It was all around me. You guys told me that you didn't get that many commercials, but I, I come across mm-hmm. the commercials several times a day. Like I could probably like tell you word for word each commercial that I've seen. There's about four that are circulating right now. Uh, are they yeah, good commercials? Like, um, some of them are good. Some of them are really cute and I liked them when I initially saw them. But from like commercials and social media specifically, or I'm on my phone and I'm like watching something I, and I get like an Amazon commercial in between your ads. Um, but it was crazy because 
I felt like they were just always watching me and I was clocking them too. So it was like this weird thing where it's like, like somebody's watching. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I felt because mm-hmm. I don't really shop here that much. So I probably won't interact with it that much. But then it was kind of everywhere. And then people mm-hmm. were telling me about it or showing me stuff. And I'm so like, you surprised yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's got us all in a chokehold. And then I started doing this whole conspiracy thing where I'm like, see, look, they're innovating and then they're doubling and tripling, quadrupling their presence. Mm-hmm. And now we're all minions for them. And they got into this whole crazy space. But it was an interesting ex- exercise for sure, because I definitely didn't think it was going to be as many times as it was. My experience this week has been strange. You didn't expect to have so many interactions with Amazon and I didn't mm-hmm. expect to have close to zero um interactions with them which is weird they emailed me but they only emailed me like twice once to tell me like oh we've extended your special pricing for the next year so i can get it for 5.99 and then they emailed me to ask me for a review on a wig i had bought probably like a month ago and so those were really the only interactions i had with them over the course of this week and i think I think that's strange because I usually see them everywhere. So my next door neighbor is always constantly ordering stuff. The people across the street from me are always ordering stuff. So I usually like am in contact with at least like a few Amazon trucks, but mm-hmm. not this week. I don't really know what's going on, but I typically go to Amazon when, when I need them though. I'll open up the app. I'll add things to my cart. But something that's interesting about my process too, that's similar to Jeremy's is like, you said you use them as a list. I literally just use them as a holding bin because I rarely go through my purchases unless it's something I really, really want. So my relationship with Amazon is a little, it's toxic. And it's toxic because I think I make it that way. Mm. It is honestly might be a reflection of how I treat my regular relationships too in life. <laughs> okay, girl, we listen, listen. We might be talking about relationship, but we ain't talking. We, we ain't talking about the real, real relationship. And that's T from me. But with that being said, we all have these special types of relationships and different types of relationships with Amazon. So, if you had to put a title on it, what would y'all relationship with Amazon be like? Looking back on, well, first of all, it's interesting. Like if I like going into this assignment, I sort of like created a mental list of who would have the most interactions. And I thought at my top of my list, I, I had you, Treasure, and then I had SP, and then I had myself. Um, because I feel like my interaction with Amazon is very much so like by choice, you know? Whereas like, I feel like, I felt like SP would just be having so many interactions because she'd be everywhere. So like she, <laughs> so like, she had ample opportunity to run into stuff. And I don't know, I just felt like you treasure were just like really just like serious Amazon, like everything from my, everything I got is from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. I do that. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting, the, getting an intimate look into y'all and y'all shopping habits. Mm. It is very intimate, though. You're right. 
Like it's just like your relationship with money mm-hmm. it goes deep into like your childhood and your experiences. Same with shopping. Are you a value shopper? Are you right a bargain? Or even like your loyalties to a brand could be mm-hmm. something related to your mom's favorite brand or right. whatever. And that mm-hmm. list is crazy treasure. The list that we're pulling from Susan mm-hmm. Fourier's list. Fourier, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's giving all these examples and you didn't even realize there's so many ways you can relate to a brand. There was one in there about like avoiding certain brands because it was your husband's favorite brand. You just got a divorce or something like that, like something you're used to buying and you now don't. Mm -hmm. And that's a relationship too. Mm -hmm. And your study, which we'll link in the show notes, like there, like as we were saying, 15 different types of relationships that you can have with a brand. And everyone is like, some are similar, but they're all nuanced, right? So going back to your original question, Treasure. If I had to give a name to my relationship with Amazon, I would say that I was, according to Susan Fournier's SR paper, I am in a committed partnership, or as I like to call, a ride or die. So we all know what a ride or die is. That means like you doing anything for this person. I mean anything, regardless if they do wrong, do stupid, whatever. You don't care. You are ride or die for them. So it says... Long-term, boom, I've been using Rockin' with Amazon since like 2010. Voluntarily imposed, I chose to do that shit. So, right, socially supported union, it was. So that's, I was definitely in this committed partnership ride or die space, but I feel like I have moved into the secret affair space. I'm being candid with y'all talking about my Amazon use. But y'all the only ones. Well, I guess the world's gonna know now. But before this, it was like, I won't tell nobody else where my stuff was from. I posted a uh, a picture in one of my challenges at work of my dog with, with a hoodie, right? And somebody was like, Where'd you get that hoodie from? Truth is, I got it from Amazon, but I lied. I said, Oh girl, I just did some Google search. Here's the here's the link. Ah, go somewhere. <laughs> so I have definitely moved into secret affair territory. So in my mind, we got divorced, but now we still creeping around. And I told everybody that we divorced. So I can't, you know, <laughs> show up to the party with them because they're going to be like, ooh, you messy. So. <laughs> what about you, Treasure? So coming into this, I in my mind, like when, when I found out we were going to be talking about Amazon and relationships. When we were planning that, I automatically thought, shoot, this, my, my relationship with Amazon is like a sneaky link, like kind of mm-hmm. like that secret affair thing. I don't really want nobody to know about this situation I got going on with Amazon because I felt like I was shopping on Amazon a lot during the summer. And I don't know what why they had a hold on me like that. But now I feel like from that list, I'm more of a fling slash compartmentalized friendship with Amazon. Um, what she say about flings? Flings are like short-term, time-bounded engagements of high emotional rewards. I go there just when I need to feel that high of that retail therapy. I know it's mm-hmm. going to be quick. I know it's going to be like, it's going to hit how it's supposed to hit, but it's devoid of commitment and reciprocity. Like I'm not expecting much of them. I just need you to give me my product and they're not expecting much of me. That's why I think that, me not having that many interactions with Amazon during the week, it was surprising when I actually sat down and thought thought about it, but not really because given the type mm-hmm. of relationship I have with them, it fits, it works. Right. And then that compartmentalized friendship, 
It says highly specialized, situationally confined. And I think that that works too, because I, I know what to go to Amazon for. Mm-hmm. And I only go there when I need something really mm-hmm. quickly. It's confined to time constraints. That is what I use Amazon for. I don't use Amazon for things that I can just go pick up at the store or, you know, order from somewhere else. I, I use Amazon for when I need it right then and there. Like, shit, I'm all out of options. This is all I got. So I save them for that. Wait, wait. Oh, I like that. I also think that's very true, as you said before, to like your other relationships as well. How you go really hard for a little bit and then I, you know. Ooh. You think I'm just flaky like that? Daddy? Not flaky. Not flaky. You, have our like, you like to have your fun, you know? It's, it's definitely uh, very true. And it's so something else that it goes along with the compartmentalized friendships is it's easy entry and easy exit. So that resonates even higher with how I treat some of my personal relationships, which I ain't going to get into my whole relationship life, but yeah, I feel like this is true for me. And, and just about everything. So it's weird that even going through this exercise, it has helped me become more self-aware with how I treat actual people in my life. Because this brand is honestly like an associate and how I use them for my benefit and how they use me for their benefit is like, <laughs> like it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you looking at me like that, SP? <laughs> you ain't <laughs> that sounds so cold. <laughs> y'all are my friends so that's different so enough about me sp (laughs) okay so i feel like i was actually in denial i know i came for you jeremy like when we were playing all this i felt like you were using it a lot and i i even went so far as to cancel my membership because i really i looked and i had only bought one or two things over like one or two months and i was like this is not worth it and then after getting harassed I thought I was going to be like a casual friend or buddy. Um, like in the way she described it is that it's like a low effect. There's no low intimacy. Like you infrequently or sporadically engage with the brand and you don't really have much mm-hmm. expectations for more. I feel like that's my attitude um, towards it. I feel like I could take it or leave it. But then after seeing it all the times that we saw it and not buying anything in that week off of Amazon, the very next week, like this, we plan this in advance. So like the very next week, like this past week, I must've bought like three or four things off of Amazon, but it was like, cause I couldn't go anywhere. And when I needed to buy stuff, I literally was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. I need to send this for someone's birthday. I'm going to do it through Amazon because I know how. And I feel like it actually is more serious than I thought it was. And I think it's really a marriage of convenience. Because I I was looking through the thing and you were saying it's a long-term committed relationship that is basically because of environmental influence versus a deliberate choice. And it's governed by like the confines of kind of having to. So for instance, and that's kind of weird way to say it, but for instance, they don't have giant eagle grocery stores here. So I just choose food line, you know, whatever it could be. But that's kind of how I feel like. I don't see a need to like go out of my way when I can get what I need there, but it's not because I love it so much. It's more so like is a very efficient way of getting, of making things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the best option, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, but I, I don't think- like that. I'm kind of resentful of that, that. Um, 
I guess because of how I feel about them as a company, I -hmm. wish that I could feel good about supporting them, but I don't feel good about it. I don't feel great about it. I just feel like I'm getting what I need, but that makes me part of the problem. Yeah. Ooh. So as we were talking through this, I was kind of thinking on something and Jeremy, it seems like your relationship is very emotionally driven based on the personas or like the uh, typology that you chose. You know the type of person I am. So. And that's SP, <laughs> that is, that's very, is very valid. And SP, yours is, and, and as well as mine, they're very transactional based. I kind of resonate with marriages of convenience too. But I think SP, I think you're, not giving yourself enough credit because I don't think that you use Amazon as much as you think you do and so I I would I would say that we could probably swap like compartmentalize friendship like yeah you use it but you don't have to it's easy it's like easy entry easy exit so it's like I can use Mm -hmm. it one day but I don't have to use it the next day and I don't have to use it the next time um because there's other options yeah I guess what bothered me so much was that if I really wanted to like all that virtue signaling that Jeremy gets like where oh like maybe we should use something else if I wanted to be like that I don't know that I could like I feel like I would have to go way out of my way to avoid them especially after doing this activity where two-thirds of the instances was other people or just unprovoked marketing like I'm just trying to live my life but it's one thing to just you know say that you can't avoid the sort of like marketing thing. There's another thing to say, I can't avoid purchasing on this site. And I think, you know, to Trevor's point, that is something that you definitely could do out of like other options and things there. So you, you may be able to virtue signal and be like, listen, there are other options out there for you to shop. If you, if you must, you know, do something else and you could easily like get away from Amazon. Damn, bitch, you bought a lot of stuff. You should, you should drive in this chat. A spin mop, a wine, a brittle water filter, filter, and a gel foam mattress pad. Half the stuff ain't related. On four hey, different things. You've been giving them as gifts, girl. Buy them for your house quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you all know, it's the thing. I also bought a little toy for my friend. For so you have a little good ass time on Amazon. Yeah. You have. <laughs> in a t-shirt so you know okay i'm gonna jump the gun because you were you were gonna ask us like what's the most valued touch point i feel like for each of those things or most of those things it was tiktok inspired like the mop definitely was a a tiktok lady that i've been watching i'm like oh that mop looks vicious like let me get it but a lot of this stuff like i was just like looking at people and their lifestyle stuff i'm like you know what i think i could use i should get a water filter i used to have one mm-hmm. i haven't had one for so long let me just buy another one and i just went and chose mm-hmm. to buy on amazon mm-hmm. it was so quick so your your shopping is definitely influenced by what you like how you're seeing but it's not even like amazon it's other people using it's stuff it. they brought on amazon which is yeah go to amazon we're talking about brand touch points, like things that Amazon puts out, right? For us to interact with. But that's like a brand influencer in a way, which is not always commissioned by the company, right? Like that person yeah. on TikTok probably has no affiliation with Amazon besides shopping on it too. But now they're literally like word of mouth spreading it. That's really interesting how that is like a touch point in itself does not put on my Amazon essentially, but it's yeah. making you buy. Yeah. 
those commercials didn't make me want to buy anything. Two of the commercials were about like stuff with a lighthearted feel. And then another one was about the company and the way they treat their employees. And it was somber, Mm. but like loyal type of feel. And that didn't work on me. And then the other commercials didn't work on me either, but it was entertaining. But what I did value was just seeing people doing stuff around their house. It wasn't anything that I really got joy out of. It was just Mm -hmm. stuff around the house that I felt like I needed. And you saw how it fit into your life and you were like, bet, I can get, I know where to get this from and I'm not going to even question, like, is there other choices? Yeah. Whereas, I mean, for me, that value touch point is literally their app. And I think it's, it's so valued for me because it is utilitarian. I can do so much on it that affects my purchasing systems. I can look at prices. I can, you can literally search phone case and find so many different cases, right? And I love that because I like looking at different options, picking out the best one. So that, the, oh, the app really has me in the show code. The app is poorly put together, but, but listen, once you get past that learning curve and you know where stuff is at, it just works. And I can easily do all of my shopping in one place, keep it pushing and don't even have to worry about it. So I might keep this little secret affair going. That's funny. I honestly, Amazon really doesn't do much. I don't have value touch points because it's really in and out for me. Um, but you did talk about Amazon Prime watching all them movies. I do. I watch Amazon Prime. I do. But that's because, let me tell y'all, because they didn't gave me that thing for $5.99. $5.99. I can't beat that. And they be having good good movies on there sometimes. They, a lot of them be low budget, but y'all know I got a thing for low budget films. Yeah. <laughs> you tell people about your low budget actor, your fave low budget oh, actor. You, you yeah. gonna shout them out? I can't even think of his name right now. Damaris. Damaris something. I remember you talking about him. Damaris, <laughs> if you're listening now, you got a fan, a big fan. Oh, he know we be chatting in the DMs. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I think that my most valued touch point with Amazon, they uh, reached out to me to review a wig, but it was direct from the seller who sh- who sells on Amazon. <laughs> why you be having the? Why you be laughing? Because it's not you. I'm just imagining. There's this TikTok of this girl, and this is my last slide. There's TikTok of this girl who tried on a wig, and she like, why y'all send me this shit? And it was the wig was just like. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I imagine that's the wig they sent you. And I know my good sis ain't wearing that. Ain't wearing that. Where's the manager wig? No. It feels like all of a sudden people started buying wigs from Amazon. Yeah, because they just got some. So, yeah, we don't have to really deep dive into this. But some of the sellers from AliExpress actually opened stores on Amazon and started selling the hair, you know, direct through Amazon to the united states so it's faster you can get it through prime i can get a wig by the end of tomorrow night if i wanted one for halloween so it's just like okay you know it worked it works but i guess the most value touch point was the seller actually reaching out to me saying hey we noticed you had the wig for x amount of days um we're just checking out how do you like it could you leave us a review and i thought that was a nice touch point because sometimes we get lost in the sauce of what's behind the curtain at amazon and how everything operates, forgetting that they actually have sellers and small businesses and, and mm-hmm. people who are actually running these stores and putting their products onto oh, Amazon. 
So just knowing that it kind of makes me feel a little bit better, even though I am still contributing to the, the whole problem of Amazon becoming this whole massive brand. Cause I know I used to own a small business. So me getting sales, I used to like do a little dance. So no, knowing that these people are, you know, still being able to feed their families and, you know, grow their businesses using Amazon as a platform. I think that really kind of drew me back in. I wish they could highlight and focus that more to see who's behind the sellers. Cause I see them on YouTube talking about how they sell stuff mm-hmm. or on TikTok explaining their e-commerce platforms and stuff, but I don't necessarily want their product and I don't necessarily see them when I'm on Amazon. And you know, we're talking about relationships, right? And I think that's a, a core factor is, is that this brand is doing a lot of stuff, right? We talked about the exploitation of workers. We talked about, you know, environmental costs that they have on the climate. But something that really resonated with Treasure was that this really was a platform that helps small businesses sort of get noticed and get their things like that. With that being said, <laughs> if if y'all, considering y'all relationship and everything that we've talked about today and discovered um, about Amazon and what's behind the curtain, and kind of peel back the layers of Amazon. If y'all um, really wanted to change your relationship that you have with Amazon, what would it what would it take for you to change that? SP, what you got? I still got to think on mine a little bit. I'm just thinking about the stuff that I bought. Like, I guess I could have bought them at Walmart, <laughs> but <laughs> why did you whisper? <laughs> I guess because I don't know that I could. That's the thing. I don't know that I could buy those specific things. I really went and compared like 45 different mattresses, mattress pads, because I wanted like a a certain buy them direct from seller, I guess. That's what I'm saying though. For me, it's a little bit too many sellers out there for me to sit here and type in mattress pads and get like four million results on Mm -hmm. the internet. I'm not here for that. I think yeah. what would need to happen for me to switch off of Amazon is for Google, Google shopping to remix themselves a little bit to where I could buy off of there with ease and just Google pay, buy it one mm-hmm. click. Because like, I can see that happening and I would totally be about it. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Like, if Because I think the thing about for both of us is just it has everything that we need and I don't have to go an extra step. Though I can, it's like, I don't want to, right? And so if there is a service where I can easily find everything, compare the different prices, get the thing that I I need, whatnot, and just buy it with one click, like not have to outsource a different site and then put in my information, like just remember my my address and remember my car and just charge me and send, you know, send it to my house. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe that would help change my relationship into one of these other ones where it's more like a fling or compartmentalized but right now ain't nothing hidden like it (laughs) that's funny I think the only thing that can make me change well not the only thing but one of the major things that can make me change my relationship with Amazon is if they did wrong by me personally that's right Mm, that's a strong one like I'm not even gonna lie to y'all like I feel y'all I feel what the employees go through I'm an extremely empathetic person I see the type of things that they do in the world but I feel like they will personally have to wrong me like 
one of my packages gets stolen and they don't replace it or the Amazon delivery driver don't deliver it. That that type of stuff makes me angry. I'm still mad at Olive Garden for food poisoning I got 10 years ago. Uh-huh. So, and they would have to personally wrong me for me to like hold a grip and become avoidant to them. But otherwise, I think I'm completely fine with my relationship with Amazon. I wonder how strong that that thing they have to do to like how do you how strong do you think that thing they have you know, to is? If I think about my thing with Apple, it was a slow burn. It was a slow burn mm-hmm. to where, because I didn't feel slapped in the face in any one particular incident. It was more so a series of incidents. And then when people said stuff about the company, I'm like, that's really not my experience. And then people talking about how amazing the design is. And I'm like, you know, that's not really true either. And then seeing how we all had to have them, but then seeing that's not necessarily true either. All of these things that we, I'm thinking about the brand, people saying about the brand are not true. It's just not true. The straw that broke the camel's back when I like thought about my Apple Care basically being worthless mm. and like all the money I had spent over years and years and years, it all kind of just came crashing down. It wasn't an incident. Yeah, mm. my my relationship with brands, and this is the only place where my relationship with brands differ, kind of with my from my relationships with people, because it only takes it. They could play with me with a penny. Okay, they could claim a penny that was mine and yeah. I would be pissed and be ready to be like, no, I will never shop there again. We'll call and the FCC I, on them, Jeremy. I will stand FCC. on that. Hello. I don't play like that. Like, you're not about to play with my money. I'm quick to cut a brand off, no matter how little or how big the situation is. Apple, I'm stuck in this economic mode, but count your days. Okay, count them. Because once I go Android on my phone, I'm getting rid of the MacBook. That's why I like this series and I like this angle for us because we want more from our brands because we're seeing the variety that brands can give. Some of them are serving so much and doing so much and thinking so well into their product and service design and way they source their, like their, what would you call it? Not ingredients, materials. Mm-hmm. that is all on the table when we talk about evaluating a brand and what they add to us. And this is something that I don't think people talk about. And if they do, they're like fanatics about like the environment. You know that they use like these microplastics and people are like, I don't care. You know, so it doesn't really make a real impact, but we can make an impact with changing our standards. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to step up in some way. I'm very intrigued at how all of us had such different relationships and different touch points and feel differently, but we all still use it and we all still engage with this brand all the time, you know, so it's, it's but we, in all different ways. So I think that's very interesting, the breadth and the depth of ways that a brand can be in relationship with its consumers while being itself. I guess I just goes to show how different everybody is. I appreciate you all for sticking with us, kicking on the block and doing the homework, sending it in. You all get an A plus. Thank you to everybody who submitted their homework. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. We got some really interesting stuff. <laughs> Kelly A from <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> Hopefully you realize that Amazon may be your baby daddy. I, <laughs> I think I some people did realize that Amazon <laughs> is their baby daddy.
Have you guys seen that TikTok? I hate being a baby mama. I hate being a baby mama. (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up. (laughs) That girl is crazy as well. The one who made that sound. (laughs) She had her wig out the car. It was like, woo, we out here. (laughs) It was flying out of the car. That elastic band was strong as shit. (laughs) Girl, get back to closing out this episode. (laughs) (laughs) As always... (laughs) <laughs> as always we appreciate y'all kicking it on the block with us tune in for more episodes every week on thursdays if you want to dive more into brands if you like this new format drop us a review on apple so we can get a little bit of feedback from you if not you could always Hit us up on Instagram at the Creative Block Podcast or on Twitter at the Creative BLCK. But make sure to subscribe to our show because we're back. We're making episodes steadily and we want you to be able to catch the content so you can get your homework in on time next week. Yes, because designing is as much about listening as it is about doing. And that's what we do on the Creative Block, 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 Block. <laughs> All right, good night. Good night, good people. Good night, good people. And rest.